0: Hi everyone, you are listening to L&D Spotlight, a podcast about learning and development brought to you by Nifty Learning. I'm your host, Liz Stefan, and together we're here to learn about L&D. This is a Conversation on Future Skills with Lavinia Mehendinsu, People Experience Manager at Emag and also Creator and Curator of Learning and Development Content at Offbeat. I know that you're really passionate about future skills. Can you tell me what future skills are and why they are important for organizations or companies?
1: Yeah, sure. So future skills are those that will help individuals and organizations stay relevant no matter what changes come up in the marketplace. So there's a lot of talk about how technology and automation capabilities are growing and shaping workplaces. And this means that there's a demand for a new range of skill sets. And I think those are future skills. This was happening even before COVID, but the pandemic accelerated the change and we saw many businesses reinventing overnight. If we look at one industry I'm familiar with due to my job is retail and consumer behavior completely shifted due to restrictions. This meant that so many offline retailers had to digitize to survive. When this kind of change happens for a company, you have to look at your organizational capabilities, your employees' skills to make sure you can survive the changes. And of course, as restrictions are getting lifted, consumer behaviors don't stay exactly the same as they were when we were on lockdown, but the shift already happened. So in my opinion, we will never go back to how things were before. Digitization and automation both accelerated how employees and organizations deal with capabilities and skills to future-proof themselves. It's basically about survival in the long run.
0: When I hear you say acquiring new skills, survival in the long run, the fact that we're never going back to how things were before COVID, it sounds to me like adaptability is playing a huge role. Is this the most important future skill in your opinion?
1: We live in an ever-changing world. And I would say that adaptability and learning are definitely top of the list when it comes to future skills. If you think about it, our parents went out of college straight into a lifelong career, which meant everything they learned in college was helpful to them in the long run and had little need to reskill. And I think I've read somewhere that young professionals joining the workforce in the past years will have up to seven careers during their lifetime. That's crazy. So they will need to learn, relearn, unlearn, on the go, and be really comfortable with change and actually looking for it to stay relevant. And one thing I read recently, and I found it really, really interesting, is the term intentional learning, which is coined by McKenzie. It was named one of the most important career advantages. Intentional learning means adapting mindsets such as growth mindset and curiosity to constantly adapt and make sure every daily interaction is a part of your learning process.
0: That's very interesting. The more I think about this, I realize that school has never actually prepared me for this because, as you say, it's based on a specific kind of previous pattern. You go to school for one thing. Once you've learned it, you go to work for that thing and that never changes until you retire. Mm -hmm. Would you say that schools now have adapted? Are they preparing young people for their future professional life?
1: Such a tough subject. I can speak for all countries and educational systems. And mostly my beliefs are formed out of my research and how others experienced college or high school and the stories I hear. But my feeling overall is that the formal educational system is not preparing young people to deal with how complex life can be, both professionally and personally. As you mentioned, it is still mostly operating on the basis of an industrial mindset. You go to school, follow the same path as everyone, learning in the same ways, no matter your likes, dislikes, or your individual journey. And I would say that the skills you acquire are not always relevant to what organizations expect out of young people. So there's definitely a disconnect there.
0: I have a question here. That sounds to me like we're almost sending kids to school for no real benefit in the real world and that companies end up taking more of the responsibility to actually upskill these young people to be productive and useful to them as employees. It's a bit frustrating that kids go through a learning experience that doesn't really benefit them. But I also know that learning is lifelong. And obviously, when you go into a new job, you learn how to do that job. And then as you progress professionally, you also learn new things. Have you started any in-house initiatives that focus on helping young people be prepared for the future?
1: We've just started doing this. We're looking at where our industry is going and we're currently investing in everyone. We don't just look at young people. We actually look at our employees overall and no matter their role or their age or past experience, we're trying to integrate future skills, learning journeys in all our learning initiatives. So No future skills program, but we are trying to integrate those future capabilities in our programs. And there's one other thing it's really cool and I think it really helps us is the way we do things in Emac which we call principles at first everyone took the time to put on paper all our principles from the organizational development team to our VP of people and our CEO and president and all of them were coined with the future in mind which as I was mentioning it really helps us so by nature our organization moves really fast and changes every year. So we kind of have adaptability and learning in our DNA. What we have to do as a learning team, as an organizational development team, is support those mindsets, both in our learning programs and people processes.
0: And the reason why you mentioned you're doing this for all the employees is essentially because regardless of seniority, they've all gone through the same educational system. So even if they're younger or more senior, they still have not learned those things in school, right?
1: Yeah, I think it all comes down to experience. I don't think that age is a determinant factor in having or not having future skills. Intentionally putting yourself in context in which you gain interpersonal skills, self-awareness, resilience, learning about technology or about climate change. I think it's important for everyone. Of course, We look also at what people want to learn and feel that they need to learn based on the feedback they receive from their peers or their managers. But we're trying to make accessible those learning experiences to everyone. I've seen professionals with years of experience under their belt who totally lack those types of skills and young people who are already amazing leaders in their communities. So, as I was mentioning, I don't think age is a determinant factor. We should have them available for everyone.
0: Yeah, that makes complete sense because you want to essentially help the entire organization
1: grow. Yeah, definitely.
0: Assuming that you have the right climate to encourage future proofing people's skill set, how do you know that it's working? How do you actually, I don't know if measure is the right word because I feel it's a bit strict, but how do you make sure that there is awareness that people do adopt this kind of learning they access it they're engaged and want to stay in the company how do they know that they've acquired these so-called future skills and they are putting them to work Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. that's a tough question it goes down to how we measure learning and development you know and that's a really tough one but I would say that you have to think about your desired outcomes. And what we're trying to do is simple, basic stuff. First, we're trying to ensure the continuity and growth of our business. And second, we're trying to keep our employees happy, engaged, high performing and Having skills that are relevant for their career, no matter if they're in EMAG or not. We really care about people. So if they want to leave, at least we know that we had an impact in their lives and careers. Given these goals, I think our metrics should definitely be tied to business metrics. In terms of innovation, let's say how innovative we are, how many new revenue streams we have, how performant are we on those revenue streams? Because, you know, Basically, when it comes to innovation, curiosity, adapting to new markets and where your industry is going, on paper, it comes down to new revenue streams and your performance on them. So as LNDs, I really think that we should be able to look at them and impact them in one way or another because... Well, new revenue streams might mean new skills and capabilities. So this is the business side of things. And when it comes to people, given that learning is so hard to measure, I would say that first you really need analytics capabilities in your team. It doesn't actually have to be a learning analytics if you don't have the budget to hire one, but... People analytics functions can be found more often in HR departments, and I really, really dig that. I think they are really useful and can help with learning data as well. So learning a bit of people analytics and learning how to communicate with them and partner up with them for learning KPIs, I think is really useful. And they can help you measure access to learning resources, career growth opportunities internal transfers, engagement, retention, all of that, it doesn't have to be entirely in your L&D function, but you should be aware that you can measure those things and start doing it.
0: Knowing that you're very passionate about learning and development and knowing that you're building offbeats to the benefit of learning and development professionals, do you have at hand one or two recommendations for l people to start reading about or listening to so that they look more at people analytics and figure out a way to start doing it for their companies?
1: One person I closely follow is Kevin Yates. He's quite amazing and his mission is to make analytics more appealing and available to L and D people. And he has all kinds of ebooks and he's been a guest to all kinds of podcasts and he talks a lot about that. So in terms of being aware of how important analytics is for LD, he's amazing another thing is and i think it's not always that obvious follow where the industry is going you know what kind of products are out there about people analytics like culture Amp or lattice or well nifty <laughs> which are really data driven and they could Open your mind about what metrics could you have in terms of learning. So those two things, following people like Kevin Yates and also following products available, which are data driven, are two recommendations. And, oh, I have someone else in mind who's really amazing. Sam Allen, he has uh, these amazing thoughts and shares them with everyone on LinkedIn about performance consulting and having business metrics as your first metrics in mind when it comes to learning and not vanity metrics such as NPS. So yeah, those people and those products are the one to follow.
0: Awesome. Now that you mentioned vanity metrics versus business metrics, I'd like to invite you for a further conversation on this topic, maybe in a later episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today about future skills. Any last thoughts?
1: I think learn. (laughs) Don't forget that you're in charge as an L&D of upskilling, reskilling your colleagues. But you shouldn't forget that we are people as well. (laughs) And we need to learn to stay relevant and be in touch with our industry updates and trends. So follow people, read a lot and learn a lot.
0: Lavinia, thank you for accepting my invitation. And I cannot wait to read your next issue of Offbeat. Thank you so much for being with us today. This has been another episode of l d Spotlight. If you'd like to get in touch and join the conversation, write to me at liz at niftylearning.io or connect with me on LinkedIn at Liz Stefan. Have a productive week, everyone.